0: Only one Arena Sabolenko. There is only one Arena Sabalenko. There is only one player in Stuttgart at the moment that can beat Igor Swiatek. It's Arena Sabalenko. There is only one player that, if she's at her absolute best, it doesn't matter who she's playing or how good they're playing, she'll beat them. There's only one player who, if she's at her... If she is rolling, she's unstoppable. There's only one. Arena Sabalenko. Now look, you'll tell me like, oh yeah, her inconsistencies, she's double faults, she plays so bad, I don't know which arena I'm gonna get. One day like this, one day like that. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying there's only one player where if it's a given that they're at their absolute best, she's unstoppable. Okay, how often is she at her absolute best? I I agree with you there. You got me there? It's not often. But I'm saying when she is, if she's at her best, no matter who else is at their best, she's going to take a shit on them. And that includes Iga, and by the way, Iga's not like that. Iga, at her absolute best, if she's spitting, she's not unstoppable. I tweet this all the time when I get mad when I see Iga win, and I just see an, an, an incredible outrage on the timeline about how, you know, the world number one, Iga Swiatek is incredible, like something to behold, you know? At the start of the year, there were four players that could, that easily can beat Iga um, Swiatek on any given day. Now there's three. Ash Barty retired. One of them is Arina Sabalenka. The other two, Yelena Ostapenko and Garbini Muguruza. Garbini Muguruza, unfortunately, is not really playing tennis these days. And even when she is, she really isn't. Yelena Ostapenko had a fantastic time in Dubai when she won a title, looked unbelievable in Doha the week after at the 1000. First couple of rounds she was doing it again, I believe lost to Contavate. Since then Ostapenko lost (laughs) to Shelby Rogers twice in the US and um, has been MIA. I think she's gearing up for um, the thousand-level tournaments coming up—Madrid uh, and Rome—and then the French Open. Yelena Ostapenko, by the way, former French Open champion, as is Iga Swiatek. But those three players—Arena Sabalenka, Ostapenko, Mogaruta, on any day, Swiatek is their dog. World number one, Uh, I haven't dropped a set, I mean, come on, please. But at the moment, there's only one player that can beat Igor Svojtek, and they're going to meet, they're going to meet tomorrow, or the day after, depending on when you're listening to this, on Sunday, in the final in Stuttgart. And boy, am I gonna sing when Sabalenko wins. It's It's not a matter of being right or wrong, or I told you so, or anything like that. It never really is like that. It's never about that. It's about being able to see things for what they are, and sort of identifying, or maybe like thinking for yourself, and you know, observing on your own, and coming to your own conclusions. I think this talk about Iga Swiatek being unstoppable, incredible, da-da-da-da-da, you, it's a bit too much, I think, unwarranted, even if she's world number one, even if she hasn't dropped a set in, in so long, that really is all sort of, like, good, but you're beatable you're are you like that do you have it I don't know not yet at least I mean even if even if you are world number one and your win streak is incredible you know who um, is the last player uh, and I tweeted this you know who the last player to beat Igish Wojtek is Jelena Ostapenko in the second round in Dubai, in a packed stadium filled with the most obnoxious, loud, disrespectful Polish fans in the world. It was packed with them, and I was sitting there right in the middle with them. I was screaming my tits off if you, if you ran into me later that evening, my face was red, I had no voice. And you know what, Iga was playing good then, because just the week after, in Doha, we saw what happened. And, you know, the the rest is history, right? She hasn't lost since. And Ostapenko gave it to her so good. Man, I wish they played. I wish they had a rematch in Doha. Ostapenko, Muguruza, Sabalenka. Believe me, those are the three players that can beat her. Simona Halep, by the way, in the Indian Wells semi-final got awfully close. Had set points in the first set tiebreak, after that um, got hurt towards actually like maybe the, the penultimate point of the tiebreak, lost the tiebreak, lost the match, she got pissed. Sabalenka by the way last year against Ego in Guadalajara in the WTA finals Sabalenka was in shocking form. Shocking. I mean, just horrible form. Beat Igash Wojtek. Garbini Muguruta. Igash Wojtek is her dog. Igash Wojtek, every night when she goes to bed, she texts Garbiniya, tells her goodnight, mom. And Ostapenko, mm-mm-mm. But at the moment there's only one. And 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 the point that I'm trying to make here make here is, is I don't want to waffle on, but Iga Swiatek at her absolute best, she's still beatable. Aryna Sabalenka on the other hand, at her absolute best, no matter who she's playing or how good they're playing, if you if you bring anyone at their absolute best, Aryna Sabalenka at her absolute best is going to take a shit on them. This point that I'm trying to make, you can't raise. Oh, she's inconsistent. If you're at your absolute best, you're not in your inconsistency phase. You know what I mean? If if you're peaking, you're peaking. So you're you're on one. Fuck, doesn't matter if you're cons- uh, consistent or inconsistent or whatever. I'm I'm playing right now and I'm and I'm on fire. If arena's like that, then then forget about the inconsistencies. She beats everyone. Do we know what arena we're gonna get day in, day out? No. And that's a problem. I totally agree with you. Some days she looks like this. Some days she looks like that. It's, it's, it is a problem. But I'm telling you. If it's one of those days. Where she's hitting. And spitting. Then... Bad girl Iga and anyone else on tour is in trouble, serious trouble. And I think this is who we're seeing at the moment. Irina Sabalenka last year. Stuttgart finalist. Lost to Ash Barty, I believe. I I covered this briefly yesterday. She has a lot of points to defend, actually, in these coming weeks. And it looks like she won't be playing the grass season. uh, Or at least she won't be playing uh, grass events in England or the UK, which includes Wimbledon. Uh, Eastbourne and uh, one, maybe one or two more uh, tournaments before Wimbledon and in, in the UK on grass. I don't think she's going to play those. Uh, Wimbledon semi-finalist, by the way, so she loses a lot of points there. Stuttgart finalist and Madrid winner, which is which is next week, the coming tournament. Um, last year she lost to Barty in three sets. Last year she beat Contivate in three sets in the quarterfinal, which she did. Uh, yesterday as well. Um, To talk about Contevate and things coming full circle. um, Contevate's last loss indoors was the Arena Sabalenka last year in Stuttgart. And since then has not lost a match indoors. And that was also the quarterfinals here in Stuttgart and it was also in three sets. So, wow. History did repeat itself. Uh, Contevate uh like I said, Sabalenka owns her. That uh she's her dog, Contavate. Uh you know, Ar- Arena Sabalenka has a dog named Annette. Sabalenko was not at her absolute best best, even though I think she did play great, especially in the third set. Um and neither was Contavate, I think, but Sabalenka overall uh played better for at least longer stretches than Contavate, uh yesterday. Um, I think it was a little harsh on Contivate. She had a long match against Alexandrova uh, late in the evening, uh, the previous day, and was second up on court uh, yesterday or today uh, to face uh, Sabalenka. Sabalenka also had uh, a long match in the previous round against Andrisko, but it was um, earlier in the day, and I don't think not uh, not as grueling or not as uh, uh, tense, I would say, towards the end. Uh, Alexandrova won it in a tie-break. Uh, Sabalenka won the third set pretty comfortably, just as she did uh, against Annette yesterday. So, I've been talking about how Sabalenka is going to be facing Igosh Swiatek in the finals. so I guess there you have uh, my thoughts and um, and my predictions, I guess, or my uh you know, picks, if you like, because that's what's going to go down. Sabalenka's going to win her semi-final. Igor going to win her semi-final. They're going to meet in the final, and you know what's good. I'm telling you right now. But who does Sabalenka play in the semi-final here today, on, s- on Saturday? She plays Paula Badosa. Let's talk about Paula Badosa for a little bit. So yesterday when I... uh. Was looking to preview this uh, quarterfinal, Unce Jabor versus Paula Badosa. I, I told you how just disgusted and up- like appalled I was, um. Knowing that one of these girls is is gonna progress and unfortunately we're, she's gonna make a semifinal and we're gonna have to watch her play, uh again. The good news was is that we knew at least one of these girls was going home. Uh, it was Unce. I'm glad. It's enough of that. no more uns Jabor for the rest of the week, which is great news, but unfortunately we still get Paula uh, but it's only for one more day because Arina Sabalenka is gonna beat her. Um, the um, Bedosa Jabor just disgusting. I mean the first set went to a tiebreak m- 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 like nothing matters. who served, who's serving doesn't matter who has momentum, who's who's hot, who's not. You know, where the the tide shifts every, like, half point. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, Eight breaks of serve in the first set, and then I turned it off. I mean, uh, midway through the tiebreak, I said, this is just disgusting. These are two top 10 tennis players, by the way. Ons Jabor and Paula Bedosa. I mean, are, are you kidding me? The, it, just, it was just so bad. I mean, don't talk to me about how like, oh, they're friends, they're such good friends off court. It's always so hard to compete against, you know, the, the your besties, the girlies you like. Don't talk to me like that. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. The level was appalling. If anything, you should be stomping at, chomping at the bit, bro. You should be like, oh, that's my girl, but I wanna kill her on court and I wanna show her what's up. What is this? This was this was disgusting. The level, the performance, the And you know, some people really like that, and that's that's just a whole nother problem. Like some people enjoy that, some people like these players. Some people think these players are good. I mean that is just a whole nother conversation. But I'm just appalled at at how this was just such a disgusting match and and one of them had to the 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 one that's less shitty had to progress to the semi-final and they somehow keep making semi-finals because their draws are just so easy they play like fellow shit players such as this one and then play players like um Kasat and and, and I, don't, I don't know the fuck who and I don't I mean I really don't know how we're back in a but those like this but those is really bad um, in the feud and, and uh, we have a few days off I believe after after uh, the tournaments this week I don't think Madrid starts until Wednesday or Thursday um, so when Istanbul and Stuttgart conclude on Sunday uh, we'll have a few days off, so there won't be any uh, women's tennis going on. Uh, I don't know about the men's, there might not be any men's going on either. Uh, so we'll have time to talk uh, about players. We're just gonna talk um, sort of like how we do at the start of every episode. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about players. Don't worry, we'll talk a lot about Paula Badosa and a lot of her peers. Okay, and we'll talk about Ikes Swiatek and the current state of the WTA Tour. Uh primarily the top ten, okay. So 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 that was that. Yesterday Bedosa beat Jabor in a really shitty match, uh in three sets. Contivate uh beat uh sorry, <laughs> Sabalenka beat Contivate in a in a pretty good match with good level from both players, um in three sets as well. Uh so Sabalenka and Bedosa face each other in a semi-final tomorrow. You know what I'm saying. <coughs> The other semi-final is Igesh Wojtek. Now, Igesh Wojtek, yesterday I posed a question to you guys. I said, uh, I actually asked you to do an exercise on your own, um, and I asked you to ask yourself two questions. Igesh Wojtek against Emma Raducanu. Does she deserve to be respected and to be minus six and a half games? The question was, does Igesh Wojtek deserve this much respect? The other question that I asked was, Does Emma Raducanu against Iga Svojtek deserve this much disrespect? Plus six and a half games. I told you that you're going to, you know, conduct this exercise on your own. And I wasn't going to say anything or contribute or give any answers or anything like that. Today, I'm going to tell you what my answers were. Um, It was no to the first question. Iga does not... Does she deserve to be respected this much? No, the answer is no. Does Emma Kanu deserve to be disrespected this much? Also no. That line was stupid, I think. Honestly, in some places it was like plus seven. If you have like Asian lines or, or tennis, like game spreads without hooks and shit, like flat numbers. So in some or most places that was seven. Emirati was plus seven games. Plus six and a half was plus money. I think. I mean, I think I got plus one hundred. It was like plus one, 110, 115 in some places. I think that's a that's a really stupid line. I think there's gonna be no value betting on any Igosh Vitek match for at least two to three months. I mean, depending on how she does in in. And these coming tournaments, this this may be longer, but uh, it may be longer than two to three months where you don't have uh, any value betting her. But it's at least gonna be uh, two to three months, regardless of how shitty she does in in the coming tournaments. Uh, at least two three months until uh, the market you know adjusts a little bit and you know stop making her an automatic minus six and a half against any player. Against Samsonova, however, I honestly look at I'm I am i am um, I'm never biased, I'm never like hypocritical or anything like that. Honestly, Iga maybe I think minus six and a half against Samsonova looks good. Honestly, Samsonova, uh, our fourth semi-finalist here beat uh Laura Siegmund. Uh, Shvojtek, by the way, beat uh, Raducanu 6-4, 6-4. Raducanu uh, played pretty well. It Honestly, watching it didn't feel or seem like it was that close, but 6-4, 6-4. Did Shvojtek look minus 6.5, minus 7? No, she didn't. She really didn't. Was her 2-0 justifiably priced at minus 350 or 400 or whatever it was also no did it win yeah but it doesn't mean that that was um, a justifiable price at all by the uh, you know by the bookmakers and that's what I mean that the current market is just uh, a little bit silly at the moment and very pro-ego Samsonova beat Laura Siegman. Let's talk about Samsono- Ludmila Samsonova's path to the semifinal. First round, she played uh, Qualifier, Chloe Paquet, 6-love, six 6-love. Six Second round, she played Kaya Pliskova, uh, the waste woman, who s- somehow beat Kvitova, or Kvitova somehow lost to her. Samsonova beat her, 6-4, six 6-4. Four, six four. Quarterfinals, she got Laura Siegmund, who, uh, you know, uh, I mean, very experienced player, great clay player, veteran player, German player, playing at home, uh, washed-up player. uh, Also, you know, out-of-rhythm player, uh, not really tour-fit or tour-ready at the moment. Um, But, you know, when you're playing at home at your home tournament, it's... You you show up a little bit. You give a little extra, but and Sakuri retired against her. Maybe that's why she made it uh this far. Samsonova beater. Honestly, uh Samsonova hasn't dropped the set, but I mean uh, really easy path, I think. Which makes this a bit tricky actually. Um and and which is why this, this line I think like I don't know, does it have value? Does it not? Is Samsonova playing well? I mean yeah, but I mean, she's playing shit players. It's so easy to look good when you're playing no names. And yeah, this stupid saying that I don't like goes like, "Oh well, you can only beat who's in front of you, right? You can't you can't discredit a player for for playing shit teams. Like it. they don't choose who they play, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, but shut up. You know, like I mean, she she's playing well, but. This is, this is, I- is Iga Svojtek, don't remember, it's the world number one. And she's played Co- Chloe Paquet, and and Kaya Pliskova, who's totally out of sync and out of rhythm, and also useless on clay, and completely immobile, and Iga Svojtek is <laughs> the complete opposite of that. Um, and Siegmund is just expired, expired milk at this point. So, I think it's a little tough. I think Iga Swiatek after that one um, is going to feel like a bad bitch. And honestly, Ikes Wojtek, minus 6.5 here, looks good. I'll be honest. I'll be honest to you. I think she's going to crush and, and try and, you know, flex her cunt a little bit um, in preparation for Sabalenka in the final. Because she knows what's coming. So, yeah, I'm really excited, honestly, for Stuttgart. Um, it's an amazing tournament. It's the... It's a WTA 500 this week, it's the only indoor clay tournament uh, in the women's tour, or maybe in in, in the whole world, uh, on the tour level, including the men's. Um, it's an amazing tournament, honestly it's been pretty good, the draw was pretty stacked. Um, a lot of players lost early, um, a lot, but it, it's good to see Sabalenka playing well, but you know Bedosa somehow, she's also here. Um, and Igash gonna... Gonna I'm trying to remember who Igesh Vojtek has played. I think she's only played two matches. Um... Evelis... Or Eva Lies, however you say her name. The qualifier from Germany. It was like 6-1, 6-1. Yeah. And then... Cause first round bye, right? And then in, in the quarterfinal played... Amorado Kano. Honestly, I mean... Props to Emma, man. Like, like good stuff. Honestly, I think that'll be good in the future to see Emma versus Iga. Um, I look, I, I'm not an Iga. I'm not sorry. I'm not an Emma fan, but I do think she's good. Um, She's definitely worth a fade in a lot of um, matches or prices. Simply just because of the price and, 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 you know, like, how the market is. Um, very pro-Emma. Um, but yesterday, it was um, a lot of disrespect, I think, shown towards her. Or maybe just way too much respect for Igor Svaitic. But this will be an interesting one moving forward. And I am uh, honestly very keen on seeing how uh, Emma fares moving forward. I hope she has, um, you know, no injuries and is able to, to sort of, you know, play for the rest of the year. The entire clay season. Um, things like that it would be nice to see for sure we do need uh new faces and uh, not not like like I mean she, she she is a new face but at the same time like she hasn't really played many tour level events you know or at least had had decent runs in them i th- is this uh, like i don't know is this her first was this her first quarter final since the U.S. Open? I mean, maybe. I, I think. I really don't know. But I don't remember her having any other... Um, you know, wins or like a successful week at any main draw since the U.S. Open. So, just to recap uh, my picks and thoughts for tomorrow's semifinals in Stuttgart. Uh, Sabalenka to beat Bedoso. As far as the over and under... Um, I, I I mean obviously you can't go wrong with the over right but I I would I'm not loving it but that is that is definitely a move to make I think if if you're looking to play it I think it looks good um Sabalenka still sort of in the habit of playing shit for a set or, or tanking a little bit, but Dosa is just so bad We're losing a set for her is inevitable and then she just sort of fist pumps and points to her head and, and, and turns into an obnoxious freak and manages to somehow win a set despite playing like shit. So I mean, oh, the over looks good, but I mean as far as the side, or uh, as uh, a main play, um, yeah, Sab- Sabalenka money line. and and then I think Iga Swiatek is worth a stab at minus six and a half. Look, I don't, I'm not, I'm not justifying or or warranting uh, this new price tag for Iga minus six and a half, seven for every match she plays. Every match she plays, the over/under should not be seventeen and a half or anything like that. But I mean, in in this case, um. I think she got her. I think she's gonna play really good tomorrow against Samsonova, who's, you know, very hit and miss and, and can be, you know, can be put in her place, really. And, and you know, ego with her 20 million obnoxious fans all over the world who, you know, cheer her on and love her. So, yeah, I, I hope this very sadistic sort of approach works. Usually whenever I go my own, go against my own, Uh, thoughts are against the players that I don't like and by the way the players I don't like I don't like them for for valid reasons like I'm not being biased like if I don't like a player it's because they're shit you know it's pretty simple if I like a player I think they're good you know what I mean so um whatever I sort of go against what I believe in and for example like bet on Zachary in an instance, or Bedosa and Svojtek, I usually get burned, and it's like such a I f- I fucking knew it moment, you know, like oh my god, I knew it, I knew she was so shit. What am I doing? How could I better? Uh, she's she's the worst. How how do I better? But I don't know. I don't. I think I might get this one. Uh, Svojtek minus six and a half. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I'll I'll really have like a disgusting sour bitter taste in my mouth if she loses this it's just a huge like i fucking knew it moment you know and i'm like punching myself in the face like like you're stupid you're stupid you're stupid you're stupid you know but yeah that's that for stuttgart now on to istanbul istanbul honestly for a 250 going on simultaneously with a very uh you know, premier prestigious uh, 500 in Stuttgart. This has been a very good tournament, Istanbul. Despite the um, lack of fans and uh, very limited attendance. Um, and the weather. This has been a very good tournament. Um, Your final four players, your four semifinals are... Yulia Puti- Putintseva, uh, Potapova, Kudrymeteva, and defending champion Sori Kirstea. That is, honestly... Pretty good. All four of those players are good players. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. They're very talented, and they're all pr- playing well all at the same time. And it's it's good to see. And it's it's a lot tougher to pick, I think, than Stuttgart. Putinseva honestly has been having herself a week. A little maybe quietly, low key, I feel like nobody ever talks about Putintsevo, and I feel like a lot of people haven't been paying attention to this tournament, um, with ATP, Bar- uh, ATP Barcelona going on, um, uh, Djokovic and Rublev, and whoever else in Belgrade, and obviously the, the women in, in Stuttgart, um, this is definitely like the unsung hero tournament for sure, um, it's been pretty good. Honestly, the matches have been pretty good all week. Putin Seva uh, playing really well. Beat Ayla Tomjanovic, who actually herself played very good also. Tomjanovic played really well, was hitting big, and and seemed like she was up for it yesterday. Against Sorenko. you know, we spoke about it, how Tomjanovic barely really had to play thus far. Played a baby food first round lucky loser Jamie Forless and Sorenko retired after one set she couldn't really play um, so it was hard to gauge like like what Tomjanovic was up to that week but no she looked good B- uh, Putin Seva 7-5 in the first set um, Tomjanovic broken serving for the set uh, managed to uh, still win it though 7-5 played pretty well Putin though she's showing a lot of fight courage uh... she seems to be in the mood um, her body language is still pretty bad she still gets uh... pissed off really easily but she's not erratic she's not reckless um, which is usually a much bigger problem than throwing your racket or getting pissed when you lose a point that's okay um, s- in moderation it's okay like so- sometimes most of the time it's okay um, but no she really is playing really well the drop shot the slice uh, the change-up Um, she has a very unique game style i think like she's a pusher i think uh where she just pushes balls back to you and 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 forces you to hit you know a shit ton of balls back uh make you force the error make you run around the court um and like i said yesterday despite her looking a little chunky these days um is really fit she is really durable and and she has fantastic court coverage as well so um she's playing so so well and she plays Potapova who herself is so extremely talented, um, very good, very solid, very powerful, her shot making is fantastic, she's more of a, a ball basher or, or like a counter pusher, of uh, counter puncher, sorry, of shorts, um, of sorts, um, uh, her shot making is good, she can make a whole like variety of shots and off tempo and, and switch up and, and change the pace and change direction as well. Uh, She's very capable at doing that, um, which ke- which keeps you on your toes, and and it honestly takes a lot of courage to sort of uh, uh, take high risk shots. Putinseva also does take high risk shots with her uh, drop shots that barely even clear clear the net. Uh, that's been working really well for her this week. Um, yeah, Putapova was plus one ninety, I think, plus four games to win a set uh, was like some ridiculous number. Um, and she won six two six two, I think, so easy. Potapova playing really well. This is a a tough match. I mean, nothing stands out. Nothing really um, looks off. I, I you know, there's not a number that's too low or too high, or, or I think you know, no no value picks whatsoever. I think here, I think here, you just gotta strap up and 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 make a pick, like really um, think about it and pick a winner and as far as the total goes, like, like I said, same thing, like, what I just said applies here, too, like, it's, I mean, will it really go over, like, I don't know, I don't think it's that clear or obvious, um, uh, playing the under here would be very scary, but I, I really could see one player having it their way, um, but at the same time, they both have the tendency to sort of, um, You know, they they like it the hard way. Sometimes they, like, throw, they get pissed, they struggle for a little bit, they spiral, and then they reset, next set, and then they win. Um, I feel like that's a common theme for both players, but I feel like the very contrasting uh, styles in this matchup, it is very possible that, um, you know, whichever girl is on her day just has it her way. Or, or, you know, whoever gets the upper hand will just... um, one-way traffic, I fear that that is also very possible. Um, so it's it's very tricky, I think. Um, I think Putin Seva's key to winning is just keeping her cool and forcing Potapova to miss a lot of shots. Force her to hit a lot of shots, and consequently she'll probably miss a lot too. because uh, she really does go for it. Uh, sort of like Ila uh, Tomjanovic, but I think Isla, um... She dealt pretty well with Putinseva's game, but it, it's not very sustainable if you're not. Um, uh, what's the word? If you're not aggressive yourself, like you can't really play defensive um, against Putinseva. It's just not gonna work. She's gonna break you down, and then it'll be easy for her in the end. Um, you have to make her work. If she's making you work, Putinseva, then she'll beat you. Especially if she's playing like this. She's playing so so good, um, and she's really enjoying herself. And. She's very talented and she's always been solid. Potapova, a lot younger, um, sorta kinda experienced for a young player. Like I said, uh, uh on y- on yesterday's episode, um, Potapova somehow really enjoys playing on the clay in Istanbul. Um, last year's matches when I when I saw her play, she played really great, uh, really positive. Seemed to enjoy it a lot. She was she was up for it, and this week it's it's more of the same. So really really tricky man really really tricky if uh i i don't know actually it's not often that i'm stumped like this i think it's maybe deep down in my heart i backed both of these girls every single match and now they face each other so it's just so hard to go against one of them um and i feel like the over here is just sort of taking the easy way uh, the easy way out of it, if you know what I mean, it's like, oh, I mean, they're both good, I like them both, they're both playing great, I'll just take the over, I don't know about that, um, this is a very tough one, and, uh, I'm too much of a degenerate, and not much of a pussy at all to pass on a semi-final, when you have four, ma- so, when you have like four matches on a slate you can't pass on one of them it's just like like what are you doing you know if there's like 18 matches or like 16 matches or or like 20 plus across two tournaments sure you can you can pass on some matches one two or three or or whatever it's good there, there's plenty to choose from but when there's four matches on the board two two semifinals in Istanbul, two semifinals in Stuttgart, you can't just pass on a match that's um that's some pussy shit. So I'm going to have a think about this. Um, gun to my head at the moment. I would take Putin Um But she's priced a bit too much. It's a bit too juicy, I think. Um, but I would take Putin Um Minus two and a half games is a bit scary. Honestly, everything here is so scary. Um, but I don't know. I I, I, I Look, I, I really think it's a tricky one. Um, I hope I make the right decision. I will make a decision, um, but I think it's a tricky one, and I'm gonna have to think on this for a little bit longer. Nobody's going to tell you this except for me, but Anna Bondar versus Veronica Kudermatova was the best match yesterday. Absolutely no one is going to tell you that, and nobody is talking about it, but I will, and I'll tell you right now. That was the best match yesterday. Anna Bondar is probably the best player you've never heard about. And, and you know, exactly the same. You won't hear about it anywhere, and nobody's talking about it. Anna, Anna Bondar played amazing. Kudermetseva was on her game from the first point to the last point. I swear to God. Kudermetva played so, so well at her level. And look, Kudermeteva is a good player. That's like a top 20, top 25 player. Anna Bondar was right there with her. Anna Bondar is so good on clay. She had such a harsh draw. I talk about this all the time. Why do good players, underdogs, always get such tough draws? Bondar got Martinsova in the first round. Nuria Parizis-Diaz in the second round. Quarterfinal, Kudermetova. That's unbelievable. Those are three very good veteran players, experienced players, that are good clay court players. That's unbelievable. And Tomjanovic is playing Jamie Forliss and Turenko. You know, what is this? Anyway, that was a very good match. Seven, uh, Kudrematova won in straights. Um, but when someone says, oh, she won in straights, makes it sound easy. It wasn't. 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. Sometimes straight set wins can be really, really close. Sometimes three set wins can really not be that close. Um, so don't let um, you know the scoreboard fool you, like 2-0 or 2-1. Two 2-1 one. Two one is not always a close game, not necessarily, and... Sometimes, 2-0 can be very close. Hard-fought win, uh, which was the case for Kudermetsvay here against uh, Anna Bondar. Anna Bondar played amazing. She's amazing. Really proud of her. Uh, Over 20 and a half, half. Uh, like I said, was just too low, too easy, I think. Uh, 7-6, 7-6, wasn't really much of a sweat. Could have gone three, could have hit like 30 games, honestly. Um... So that was good. Bondar covered uh, four and a half games. Great stuff. Kudermetsva is through to the semi-final in Istanbul. She's going to face Sori Kirsteya, the defending champion. Sorri the defending champion, played against uh, Grabber, who honestly played really well this week. Yesterday she played really well. She was trying to play really big and aggressive, and early on it was working for her. later all uh, later on in the match in some small stretches it worked for her as well but ultimately um, she missed too much and in some cases not often not a lot uh, sorry kristea was uh, too much too good for her but i think the story for the match uh, the story of the match the takeaway is that Grabher missed a lot and uh, for sorry kristea i think it was a little easy for her Sorry, Kirsteja against Kudrematova. Uh, like I said, uh, these Istanbul matches are a lot trickier and closer, I think. I mean, as the odds suggest, than um, the Stuttgart ones. I mean, even though the the odds are pretty close in Stuttgart for Sabalenka and Bedosa, this one is a no-brainer. Okay. Um, but these ones are close, and I think it really is close. I mean, Pudenceva and Potapova. it's so close Eileen Putinseva, put in Seva and so does the market it looks like and sorry Kirste and kudermatova i th- think it's really close um as well however here i do like the over i think the over um is definitely in play here uh, i don't think it's gonna be easy or straightforward for either player uh therefore i think the over is a good one uh, as far as the side goes um i cannot i cannot i cannot i cannot not take Kudermatova. Kudermatova, I think, is a move here, as far as the side goes. Again, she is also the slight favorite, but I really think that is the move here. Um, I think, honestly, the line should be, uh, like, minus three, minus three and a half, I think. Um, That would be fair. Um, I just think Kudermatova is too good, and she played so, so well, and so did Bondar, and and, and Bondar is is really good, and and that's a tough opponent. And Sori Kristea, honestly, she had it easy against an easy opponent. And, and if Grabber played a little bit better, I, I, I think it could have been a lot tougher for Sori Kristea. I think she was a little fortu- fortunate there. Um, she was She's playing good, not great, but Sori Kristea is always a tough opponent and can always manage to play well when she needs to. Sorry Kristea, every time I think of Sori Kristea's shortcomings, I think of her losing to Jastrzemska and Leon when Yastrzemska was on fire, and I think of her losing to, uh, Iga Swiatek, the one and only in the Australian Open, uh, which went to three sets, and I swear, Sori Kristea was right there with her, and I swear, Iga Vitek is beatable, and I swear, this shit is just so brutal sometimes, but no, I think Sori Kristea here, um, falters. I think Huda will get it done, honestly, i would play Moneyline, I don't think she loses here, um, My prediction is Kudrymetova in three games, I think, and the final will be um, where she struggles the most. She usually does, honestly, really well in tournaments and chokes finals really hard. Um, But most of her finals have been against pretty good opponents. Um, Simona Halep, Ostapenko, Sabalenko, off the top of my head. so, yeah, I mean, fuck Kudr- If she, uh, I think she'll win this, um, I, maybe, maybe her final opponent will be easier than her semi-final opponent, which is Sori Kirsteya, um, but yeah, I think Kudrometova uh, wins this, and I do like the over as well. So, yeah, that is all for today honestly today was a really exciting day for tennis it went really well uh tomorrow honestly also looks very good um four semifinals tomorrow i think they will all be pretty good i think maybe maybe not the schwoitek one um but hopefully she crushes and we can win a a schwoitek bet uh that would be nice um other than that as always thank you for listening all feedback and um kind words are appreciated so um thank you very much and one more thing, don't forget that there is only one Arina Sabalenko. <laughs>